The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scriptures of this day. Confront us with your claims on our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and best. Amen. The reading today is from John chapter 1, verses 29 through 42. The next day, he saw Jesus coming towards him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's a lot of worthless information in that text. <clears throat> On Saturday, July 14th, 2018, John and Tiffany DeWitt hosted Stone Village's annual pizza and growlers party at their home in Upper Arlington. Shortly, shortly after I arrived, their son Luke invited me to follow him into the backyard. He had something to show me. So I followed him. And we arrived at the spot Luke squatted down and he pointed. And I looked down and there was like mulch and leaves and so forth. So at first I didn't see what he was pointing to, but on closer inspection I saw the bones. Squirrel bones. Gross, but... (laughs) Yeah. So as the day unfolded, Luke invited others to come and see his bones. Steve Flowers uh, was one of those who was invited to see uh, Luke's discovery. And Steve actually took a photograph of Luke squatting down next to his bones. (laughs) And in the post, Steve spoke of a teachable moment. Uh, The adults didn't teach Luke anything. He taught us a thing. When asked what happened to the squirrel, Luke said, it just broke. Which is a poignant truth about life. 
sometimes life breaks. Come and see. Those are familiar words for most of us. Those are words often spoken by children. Come and see my drawing. Come and see this bug. Come and see what I have made. Or come and see these bones that I found. And with those words, there's always a sense of excitement, joy even. There may even be a sense of of urgency in their words. They want to share with you. They're inviting you into their discovery, into their creativity, into their life. And it's more than about observation. It's really about a convergence of how your life and their life come together in that moment. Which is why you can never or should never say, well, just tell me about it. That's never an acceptable response. And children know, this is another moment where children teach us or or help us to remember, that information and relationship are not interchangeable. Information and relationship are not interchangeable. They are not the same thing. I mean, think about your own life. We never grow out of the desire to invite and be invited, do we, as adults? Or to share our life with another in a deep and meaningful way? It's the invitation, come and see. Which is exactly why Jesus didn't offer the disciples information when they asked him, where are you staying? He invited them into relationship, intimacy, experience. And his invitation, I believe, is is the antidote to the many ways in which we often live vicarious, secondhand lives. And here's what I mean by vicarious, secondhand lives. We often allow sound bites, Google, social media, a hashtag, a news headline, to tell us what to think about life, rather than actually engaging life on our own. We permit others to tell us our value based on our gender and our sexuality and and our ethnicity, rather than finding our value for ourselves. And in our lives of faith, how often do we settle for, for others telling us about what to believe about God? Rather than seeking God, seeking to know God intimately through self-discovery and revelation. You should always listen to me, but others is who I'm talking about. I'm kidding. A second-hand life can neither sustain nor transform life. It just can't. Change and understanding happens only 
with firsthand experience. I mean, think about it. Would you rather be told about a beautiful sunset? Or would you rather be drenched in the pinks and the oranges and the purples of an evening sky? Would you rather hear a love story or live a love story? Would you rather read a travel brochure or travel to a new land? Would you rather know about Jesus or know him? That's the difference between a secondhand life and a firsthand experience. Information and relationship are never interchangeable. They're not the same thing. A first-hand life never lets you stay where you are. Come and see my bones. It always moves us to a new place, opening our eyes to a new reality. It turns our life in a different direction. A first-hand life, it grows, it gives, it sustains life in a way that second-hand life never can. And when you think about our lives of faith, I mean, what is the most profound first-hand experience? You should listen to me more. It's Jesus. (laughs) And as we know in our lives, he is always, always coming to us. And in his coming, there is in his coming, there is always that decision. We choose whether we we will be spectators or whether we will be participants in his life. Will we settle for what others tell us to believe? Or will we discover the truth, the contours, the depth of his life through personal relationship? What do you do? What will you do? And that was the choice John the Baptist set before his two disciples today. They're standing together. Jesus walks by. (laughs) John exclaims, look, here is the Lamb of God. It was their moment of decision. Would they stay or would they go? Would they settle for a secondhand life? Information and facts about Jesus? Or would they choose a firsthand experience of his life? If they chose a first-hand experience, they leave everything they know behind. Comfort, familiarity. They will have to open themselves up to something new and something different. Each of us has stood at that crossroads in our life between choosing a first-hand experience, a first-hand life, and a second-hand life. Some of you may be standing there right now. 
Of course, when we move from secondhand to firsthand, there will always be more questions than answers. What are you looking for? Where are you staying? Those are not so much questions to be answered as they are experiences awaiting and wanting to be lived. A firsthand experience invites us to discover the answers by living the questions. Think about how different today's gospel would be if Jesus had answered their question, where are you staying? Oh, it's just a mile down the road. Second blue house on the right. Uh, you'll, you'll find no weeds in my yard. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? Does that inspire your life? Does it change your life? Deepen your life? What do you do with that? What difference does it make to know his address? Especially if you're not invited in. We might as well stay where we are. But of course, that's not how he replies. He offers much more than his dress. Come and see. There is reassurance and promise in his words. He's inviting us into his life. Regardless of your life's circumstances, your brokenness, your uncertainty, your fear, God in Christ always makes it safe for you to move forward. To let go. To take the next step in confidence. Come and see. It's his invitation not only to find ourselves, but to know life authentically. And you decide... Will you settle for a second-hand life or seek to know life firsthand? Will you stay and be told or will you go and see for yourself? Thanks be to God. Amen.